My name is Preston Grace, and I'd like to welcome you to the No Walls Podcast. Hello and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. My name is Preston, and I'm here with our student pastor here at The Brick, Taylor Otterbein. What's up, dude? How are you doing today? I am well. We had a pretty big milestone happen, man. We have now officially had 1,000 listeners, correct? Yeah, yeah. We do. we're almost at 1,100. Let's uh, yeah, go. I checked it today. It's awesome. We uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate that. That's a, that's a big milestone. I'm really excited about it. <clears throat> today, uh, speaking of that, so it kind of ties into this a little bit, um, so you're you're a youth pastor and you've been doing uh ministry for 10 years um 28 so i think my first pastoral position was 19 but like i was doing some adult leader stuff yeah basically since like 17 so i don't like yeah probably not nine years officially okay for sure okay cool i want to talk about motivation today <laughs> okay and so just to start off what what is motivation to you like what not what motivates you but what what do you think motivation is I think I think motivation is uh, so man. That's a good question. So motivation to me would be something that drives me to achieve an end. Okay. Right. So if I'm motivated, I have drive, ambition, the work ethic. I'm willing to like move towards an intended outcome. So I think it's a really loose definition. No. Yeah. But absolutely. I think it's, that's probably how I would define it. Yeah. I think that's a good definition. So um, the reason why I brought up the the ministry stuff is because you've been doing it for a little bit. And so what what motivates you to to keep doing it? Like why is why is walking into a church after ten years not the worst thing in the world? Does that make sense? Like <laughs> yeah. why is why is this not getting old to you, <coughs> dude? That's an amazing question. <coughs> well, I think it's like I have hope for what it can be. All right, so the I haven't lost the why. I haven't lost the belief that it matters. Um, <clears throat> and so I think that's a pretty central piece. Like when I show up every Sunday or every Wednesday to you know, our student ministry, I have a belief that this thing matters because it doesn't just have like a, like a eternal effect, but it has a present day effect that mm-hmm. these students – cut the people who attend church on Sunday like they're walking away better like this has the potential to make a profound effect on their week and then ultimately their eternity in their life <clears throat> and so the belief that people are significantly impacted by the thing that we do is what wakes me up it's the reason I come it's the reason I don't quit it's the reason I don't stop it's because I don't just like I mean, yes, I believe I was called to do it, right? So, like, in the church, there's a lot of terminology. He's like, I'm called to do something, or there's a plan of God on my life, da-da-da. I think that God created me with an intended purpose. And my particular purpose plays itself out in building a local church. And everyone has their own unique lane and avenue that they run in. Uh, so I have that. Like, I, I believe full-heartedly that my heart beats in my chest so that other people can know how incredible God is and the amazing future he has for them. But the reason, like, I show up is I've seen what God does when I follow that product, when I take those steps, when I step into the to that lane that he's called me to. So I've seen lives get better. I've experienced mine get better. Uh, and so until that stops happening, I don't I don't know how I would quit. I don't know how I would stop. Yeah. Um, so I have a a theory 
that I, so I had a conversation this week and it made me kind of come up with this theory and I was going to bounce it off of you and see what you thought about it. Yeah. So when it comes to motivation, I think there are two different kinds. I think there's temporary motivation and then there's like eternal motivation. And okay. I don't think, uh, so eternal doesn't necessarily have to mean like eternal outside of like life, but like eternal can mean just like something that will probably last your whole lifetime yeah. or it can motivate you for a lifetime. And so I was having a conversation with someone and they were talking about how their motivation seems to have like these like peaks and valleys. And I think everyone's does, but they were saying it was like to the extent where they can't even get anything done. Like it's like, I'm only inspired for like two hours out of the week. Uh-huh. And, uh, my thought was that it's because you're the things you're getting motivated from are temporary. Like you're only motivated whenever you hear a certain podcast, you're only motivated whenever you watch a certain TV show or, uh, whenever you go to the gym, you feel a little bit of mo- motivation for a little bit, but it's not something that will sustain you long enough to get anything done. And so, uh, yeah, so, so just that, we'll start with that. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I think it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> like, I think, <clears throat> like, uh, man, I can't remember who said it, but, uh, or it's Simon Sinek, I think is his name. He does a whole book on why, right? And uh, the, the reason that, 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 the reason that matters, like having a why, having a purpose, having a reason you exist. And, uh, the issue that I have found is that, um, when it, we'll just speak for me personally, right. Cause I yeah. can't necessarily blanket statement everybody else. Right. If I find myself not motivated, it's usually because I don't believe in why, like it's usually because the reason isn't big enough. Like, uh, it like, so for example, like, uh, getting healthy, I just seemed so unnecessary yeah because like you know yeah I might die at 65 but I'm 28 so mm-hmm. you know I've got a really long time before I get there and so the idea that that had an effect on me so far out was not a big enough why to start eating healthy get in the gym and get you know lose the weight and you know get in better shape it was when it dawned on me <clears throat> me standing on the stage trying to help people discover action steps that I believe God might be calling them or they might be believe that God is calling them to take. Yeah. Like I'm getting on stage, you know, once a week to basically communicate to students that, you know, even though it's difficult, it's worth it. Right. Like, you know, the gift is in the grind and like all these different conversations about like life isn't always easy, but it's always worth taking the hard right step. But then I'm on stage and I'm like, you know, 90 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm pretty big gate and it really isn't until that dawned on me like I am knowingly not taking steps to get healthy because it's not a big enough why but the second it dawned on me that like I'm a walking contradiction that was sufficient okay yeah so every moment of every day I try to have a conversation with someone anytime I sit down with this person and I try to help them become better and I am knowingly not doing that I can't yeah. Like I just like authenticity and genuineness is such a central piece to who I am as an individual. Once that dawned and like it clicked, that's what I was doing. Everything shifted. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm going to take whatever step I have to. I'm not going to get perfect in the process. We're going to make some mistakes. I'm fighting towards it now though. Like I am today going to make the step best I can every day to become healthy. Cause I don't want the thing I feel like God put me on this earth to do, to not be able to be landed for the person in front of me. Not because I wasn't saying it good. Not because God wasn't good, but because I was choosing to live a life that was opposite of the thing I was telling other people to do. Yeah, That landed. And so <clears throat> I think the reason people typically aren't long-term motivated enough is 
the reason behind whatever that thing they're trying to do is, is just not big enough. Yeah. Like it hasn't, it's not worth the work. And so like part of the reason I think it's hard to go to work sometimes is if you don't have a job you believe in, it's really, really hard to wake up, go to work, be miserable, not have any fun, not believe it matters, not believe it's changing anything and do it again. Yeah. And then do it again Mm. and do it again. And I think that's typically what takes place. You don't believe in what you're doing, which is why I think it matters to pursue purpose. Yeah. To do everything you can to try to figure out what you believe your thing was, like what you believe you were built for. Whether you're a person of faith or not, most people believe there's purpose to life. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's not because you think God gave it to you, but you just think you discovered it on your own or life just happened to you, but fighting for purpose is essential. Yeah. Because if you don't have something that gives you purpose, you can't sustain it long term. Yeah. Whenever I was, so when I was kind of categorizing those two things and I was like looking at things that are uh, like long lasting that will like sustain you for a while and motivation, um, I think there are a lot of things that will do that, but they're not necessarily fulfilling. Mm. So one of the things I was thinking about was like money. Like I think a lot of people can be so motivated by money to do like they can they will work until they're 60, like into their 60s because money is motivating them to be there. And there are a lot of stories that I've heard like it's motivating you your whole life, but then you get to the end of your life and realize that it didn't fulfill you at all. Yeah. And so I was trying to think of what that thing was. And I was kind of looking around at like people in my life that I think are motivated and like get a lot done. And I think that love is one of the those motivators that lasts a long time and it seems fulfilling. And yeah. so and I think from a person of faith, like I believe that that's what God is. Like, I think God's love. And so um, like I know people who like like work their butts off and like working like 80 hours a week, you know, 60 hours a week, whatever it is. And it's because they believe that they've been called to do what they're doing. Like they believe that whenever they're working, they're honoring God. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. But even if you're not a person of faith, you can see that with how hard people tend to work for their families. Yeah. And so like that love keeps you motivated to work even whenever you don't want to. So uh, if I was, I was going to give you any advice on this, if I'm a person who isn't motivated, um, what was, what's some advice you would give to that person? I think I would just start with what do you like? <clears throat> like try to figure out what's something you enjoy what are some spaces you go to that um make you happy mm-hmm. um like i think yeah like I, I i think you have to figure out at some point something you enjoy doing and you can go from there i mean it's like if i'm not motivated it's usually because i'm doing things i don't believe in so what do you believe in what do you what do you like what brings you joy and spend some time in those places it's like <clears throat> Like if I, uh, I, I, when I got to the brick, right? So I had lost some of my passion and excitement um, in the season of life that I was in before I got here. Like life wasn't easy, wasn't good. And the reason I got to the brick wasn't smooth, right? Mm-hmm. Life had kind of imploded on itself. <clears throat> and so it had been so long since I had like really been surrounded by people who were excited and happy and just loved what they did. So then when I was around those people, I, it was crazy. like. It was nuts how fast things shifted Um, because, like, I went from being really sad and isolated and alone feeling, and then I got here, and, I mean, it didn't take very long before I was like, oh, no, we're going to be okay. This is going to be okay. Uh, And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, 
finding people that you enjoy being around is a pretty big deal. It's why friendships matter. It's why relationships matter. It's why community matters because sometimes when you don't have excitement, motivation, or hope, you have other people that can help you do that. One of the reasons I love student ministry so much is because we get the opportunity as a team of leaders to get to surround kids every Wednesday with a guarantee we're here for you. Mm -hmm. So you might not have that anywhere else, but I can control whether or not it's here on Wednesday. And I know that when you come on a Wednesday night, you're going to meet people who are excited to see you. In fact, they spent all week long thinking about you, praying about you. They're here tonight because they want to see you win. And you can see it, man. You can see it when kids walk in and they don't have that and how shocking it is to sit in a small group of people you don't know and feel it. Yeah. Like it's not, it's it, it like in even the most calloused, most like data-driven people can still feel family. They can feel love. And you sit in these rooms and you can tell that these leaders genuinely love the kids and you're starting to see the way they respond to them and it might start presenting for you maybe me too. Yeah. Uh, and so if I'm trying to find motivation, I, I think I would start either one of those places. If you have some people in your life that you love and love you and you've got some healthy relationships, I would just go and spend some time around them. Like I would make some time this week to not work all week long, yeah. you know, make some time. Like we talked in the last podcast about, you know, play yeah. and how big a deal that is. I would make some time this week to go find some people you like hanging out with that you like being around and just do it. Like maybe this weekend, you know, you go get some friends together and go watch a movie or go have a dinner or go play some, you know, disc golf or kickball or any number of things that make it fun for you. And then if you don't have those people, then I would just do something you enjoy. Mm -hmm. You like video games? Play some video games this weekend. Uh, You like reading a book? Get you a new book that excites you that you want to read. You like a TV show? Then go watch some TV shows, but do some things that have fun. And then once you start having fun, ask yourself, how can I have more of this? Yeah. What would that look like? What would it look like to enjoy what I'm doing? What's an avenue that I can get this feeling but also work at the same time? And that might take time, but it does exist. Yeah. So I actually believe nobody has to work a job they hate. Mm. Doesn't mean it's easy. That isn't to make that even simple. Like, that is difficult. Yeah. But I don't believe you have to. I think there are sacrifices you can make, moves you can make, conversations you can have, risks you can take to do something you love every day. And I think that's a realistic world that exists for people. I just think the issue is sometimes we don't think we can. Yeah. We don't actually believe we can pull it off or the risks are too great. But if you hate what you do, how is that working out? Yeah. How does that feel? And to me, it would be worth every move necessary to always have this. Now that I've worked somewhere, now that I'm at a place that I love every day, I would do whatever it takes to always have that. There's some reason the brick church burnt down today I now know what it's like to love what I do. I don't think I could ever go back. Yeah. I would make whatever moves necessary to do it again. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who doesn't know what they love? Like they don't, they don't know, they don't have a hobby that they really enjoy. They don't have like a, yeah, like they don't have, they don't have something that they, they know that they love to do. Uh, I would say experiment. <laughs> I would just start trying stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know a better way to do that. Like, I wish I had a better answer. I would just say try it all. Like, find something that other people like and do what they do. Yeah. There's a lot of hobbies I've gotten over the years or things that I found out that I like that I only like because someone else did it. Yeah. Like, uh, what's a good example? <laughs> um, yeah, so Magic the Gathering is a card game mm-hmm. that when I was in high school, I thought was the lamest thing in the world. I really did. Like, I genuinely, like was just 
God, these guys are weird. Like, <laughs> what's happening? One of our student leaders in Switch got into it, hit me up. So you want to go play some of it? I was like, why not? Like, what? Like, well, I got to lose. Like, yeah. if it's awful, it's awful. But like, in the process of just doing something with somebody else, I thought like we're just gonna have some friendship time. You know, hang out, have fun, hang out. You know, build some relationships. Turns out, love it. <laughs> Like, strategy of it's a blast. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it is a good time. That is the, like, in my head, that's, like, the the peak nerdism. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm into magic. Yeah. I am, though. And the only way I found out that it was fun is I played it with somebody. It was not on my list of to-dos. It was not an interest of mine. I have a blast doing it. Yeah. Uh, and so now, like, I'll play, like, every couple of weeks with them and, like, have a, like, it's a good time. And I would say that's true about most things. It's, like, I think part of the reason... Um, we don't know what's fun or part of the reason we don't have a lot of fun is because for whatever reason we've just eliminated options yeah <clears throat> maybe somewhere along the line someone told you something wasn't cool maybe somewhere along the line someone told you something wasn't manly enough or womanly enough so you just decided you couldn't have a part to play in that and I just have decided that I want to do whatever I can to enjoy every good experience possible this side of heaven mm-hmm. now obviously there's lines, mm. uh, and so we're going to cross those lines. You know, I have a moral compass that, you know, eliminates certain options from being on that table. Yeah. But anything that doesn't go against, like, that moral code, how I feel like God's called me to live, I'm not saying no. If yeah. someone out there has fun doing it, there's a chance I might. I do the same thing with food. I will try some funky-looking food. Like, I will get weird as a mug. If someone tells me something tastes good, I want to know what that tastes like. Yeah. There's, like, the adventure of something new that motivates me now obviously not everybody is just going to sit down and go try ludfisk right which is this disgusting food that is absolutely awful it's like boiled fish guts that gets refrigerated for so many hours it is the single worst thing i've ever eaten in my life (laughs) but there was a chance i'd like it (laughs) i wanted to try it obviously that's pretty extreme for some people but i would say if you want to find out something you love it means trying new things it means creating some new hobbies so you know, I never would have thought that I'd enjoy throwing a plastic circle into a metal basket, but disc yeah. golf's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of weird hobbies that I've enjoyed and loved because someone was really excited about that I tried it. So if you're looking today for something to have fun, uh, to something to love, something to enjoy, and you really feel like you don't have anything, there's nothing on your list of things that you love, then I would just say Google what's the most fun thing someone can do with their free time and start yeah. working backwards. Yeah. That's cool. That fits your moral code, obviously. Yeah. You know, don't go do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I tried. I haven't played it since. I've actually kind of been wanting to. I just haven't really made time for it. But I tried disc golf, like, last year, I think, at some point. And I was actually pretty amazed by how fun it was. Like, yeah. it's, like, it was super, it, it was a little bit easier than I thought it would be, but it's also, like, pretty challenging. And, yeah, it's just, like, there's weird things out there like that that can, I don't know, you just never think to try unless you're around people that, have i think that's what's fun about being a, having like a, uh, a diverse group of friends is like yeah. you get so many different like weird like like uh some people just eat weird things you can try that stuff some people play these weird games and stuff and then like you also just are full of these weird opinions and stuff and you kind of get to like try those out as well and so yeah i think <clears throat> i think sometimes it's fair like <clears throat> i think sometimes it's fun to just do something you would never do like I actually yeah. think it's a healthy habit. Like I was listening to a Battle Ready podcast one time that Erwin McManus was doing uh, with uh, his son Aaron. Mm-hmm. 
and he's talking about hey how much he hates the algorithm that exists like everyone's forcing a narrative or facebook's da 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 right like you go into the whole issue with the algorithms <laughs> and he said like so many different days like maybe it's every week or something like that remember the exact time but basically he will intentionally go into his phone and like and watch and view and like everything that's the exact opposite of what he had done that last week to just try to throw the algorithm off because he doesn't like the idea that like Facebook's decided for him what he does or doesn't like and that might be really weird and like who has the time to go do all that and maybe that sounds absurd to you but I would say though it's really really good to just have something new every once in a while experience something you never do and I think sometimes it's good to push yourself outside your box to do something that you thought was dumb or not fun or lame and try it anyways and maybe you find out that it is not fun that it isn't a good time but like it's just good to do it it's good to break your rhythms your routines your uh you know don't it's one way to guarantee you don't get into an echo chamber is to always have something random something new you do uh and i think sometimes we're not really aware of why we don't like things yeah kind of like like food is like my favorite thing to use this as an example because i cook a lot of food and i have made a lot of food for a lot of people it's like i don't like that Mm -hmm. that's not my thing i don't eat things like that (laughs) okay cool but like would you try it for me anyways sure enough oh my gosh that's so good it's like i know and i actually believe all food can be good it just needs to be cooked the same way Mm -hmm. or uh, excuse me all food is good but just need to be cooked a certain way for you to like it and i think that's true with a lot of things in life i think sometimes we just whether it's someone told us, life circumstances, background, region of earth we come from, culture we're raised in, or thousand and one other reasons, we have just decided there are certain things that aren't on the table. Yeah. And for whatever reason, those things in themselves aren't cool, not safe, not fun, bad, whatever. And I think when you get outside of that box, sometimes you discover the beauty of a world that doesn't look the same. Yeah. It's, it's one of the coolest things God's ever given us is the fact that the world's so colorful, yeah. that there are so many different cultures, that there are so many different kinds of people, so many different looking peoples. There's so many different things that, like, you could probably live four lifetimes and still not really experience everything Earth has to offer. Yeah. And I think that's incredible, which is one of the reasons I use words like adventure and journey a lot, because I think God's really about that. I really think that while life is definitely difficult at times and while life definitely comes with sacrifice and struggle and work, there's a ton of moments where you get to smell the flowers. Yeah. There's a ton of things that are just here because they're beautiful in and of themselves. Yeah. You know, like going to Colorado and you look at the mountains in the snow and it's like, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't have to look pretty. We didn't have to think it was gorgeous. We didn't have to think it was beautiful. It is, though. Yeah. And there's something about just being able to have time to take in and see the beautiful things God's given us. And so if you're looking for fun things, trying something new is the best way I know to do that. And I think it's good for you. I really yeah. do. I think it's good for your soul to look at something or, or uh, uh, to try something you never tried before. I think it's good for your soul to maybe watch a movie someone's that wouldn't be like in your cup of tea, but you try it anyways. Yeah. Like. I think it's good for you to have new experiences, try new things, meet new people. Yeah. Yeah, there have been so many, especially movies, that, like, I've been like, no, I wouldn't like that. Just because I know, like, the overall, um, whatever that's called, like, the overall, like, story of it. But I haven't actually went and seen the movie. And then, like, I'll watch it and I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually one of my top favorite movies. Like, last night, uh, this actually goes the other way, but Fallon and I were 
we're gonna watch a movie and we couldn't decide on one and i was like you ever seen forrest gump and she was <laughs> like no i haven't so she tried something new and we watched it and now it's in her top five favorite movies so it was kind of a cool uh cool thing but <clears throat> while we were watching that movie i was thinking about that like even like now we're talking about right now he was like just doing all these like new things like throughout the movie and uh i think it'd be cool to have a life that kind of looks like that like at the end of your life people can't pin you down to like i did this one thing like there were so many different things that that he did but <laughs> yeah i don't i just don't i don't like boxes and so obviously some of that is personality driven not everyone yeah. thinks the same way i think or is built the same way i'm built um <clears throat> I just I really have like this and this probably because <laughs> probably has some like childhood trauma attached to it and growing up poor or whatever but I really just don't want to miss out on a moment because yeah. I have like per like veiling FOMO that mm-hmm. I can never let go of like I missed out on a lot of different things I didn't get to have some things that other people had growing up and so part of that has like driven me to like if there's a cool new experience, I want to take part in it if I can. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't like the idea that I've just eliminated portions of life. I just, I don't love that. I don't like the way that that feels. And I like have this like weird fear or motivation, if you will, yeah. to not get to the end of my road and get to heaven or whatever and find out that there was a lot of really cool, amazing things I could have done, could have built, could have been a part of. But I didn't because I just had already decided I wouldn't like those things. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the reasons. So in my family, like with our kids, Nicole and I, Axius, Emery, and Ember, we have a rule that if you say you don't like something and you haven't tried it, you have to try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how we're built. Yeah. So that's just my family dynamic. You might think that's torture. And if you do, well, they're not your kids, so <laughs> sorry for you. <clears throat> um, but for us, it's huge. Like, so, like, food is one of the most, is obviously the most common time that happens. Well, I don't like that. You're going to be the first one to try it. Yeah. (laughs) Quite, because I'm not, I'm not going to raise children who live in in, in boxes. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to raise human beings that live in this earth and decide that things or people or, like, are are, are already bad or not good without ever having been able to experience it. Like, you can't speak to a culture you haven't been a part of. Yeah. And we're very comfortable doing that, especially the church as a general rule. Like uh, some of the most closed off, boxed in people I know are church people. Yeah. Well, I've, we've never done it like that before, so we're just not going to. Like, okay, cool, but what if that's the new thing God's doing? Like, what if he, what, or, or what if that's a new avenue you have to help someone be great? Like, why, why are we just going to shut things down without ever trying them? So it's like just a, it's a particular pet peeve of mine to like be around any moment. So I'm like, well, I don't like that. Have you seen it? Have you done it? Have you tried it? Well, no then how do you know? Yeah. And like, anyway, so our kids, it's like, it's like a driving piece. It's like, we're never going to do that. As long as I can try, I'm going to try to make a world that we don't inside of the Otterbein household, just eliminate things where we try them. Yeah. Because like you said, there are so many things I've found out that I love. I would have ne- like, I, perfect example, perfect example. In our student ministry, we do tribes, right? Which are small groups, yeah. basically, right? With little, like small groups of people where they get together. I thought that was the dumbest thing in the world. I really did. I just thought that was a silly way to do ministry. It's like, oh, this new age, God's God. And you know what I'm saying? You just preach the word of God and people fall in love with it. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe sometimes, but you know what's way more impactful is being able to help kids see what Jesus looks like. Yeah. You can talk about him all day long, but meeting people that treat you the way he would treat you, 
has such a more profound effect than just hearing an incredible sermon. Yeah. And I think incredible sermons matter. I want to try to preach great ones every time I get up there. But I know that no matter how good I speak, the way I live and the way people are treated and how they're like made to feel, it's going to have such a bigger impact. But I didn't believe that always. And it wasn't until I saw tribes for the first time and experienced them that I was like, oh, okay, this is special. And so even myself, like I've been guilty of times in my life where it's like, no, nah, I don't like that. Wait, yeah. why do I not like that? And so I think that's probably a good question to ask in general. If your go-to response to things is to say you don't like it and you haven't tried it, the next thing you should do is ask how come. Yeah. With and the, then play with that. Yeah. With, with So you were talking about um, the Switch Tribe thing being something you, you didn't seem like you really liked. And you said something this last Sunday during your sermon, and you were kind of you're saying it was kind of like a funny phrase, but it was like you, you can't know what you don't know. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, I think that applies to to a lot of things. Like, if you're not willing to try something, then there's no way you'd be able to... Like, you can know something from a distance, but until you've, like, been in it and you've tried it and you've, like, seen, like, this is, like, kind of a, a churchy term, but, like, you've seen the fruit that it produces, yeah. like, you ha- you don't really know it. And there's so many things in life like that. Yeah, it's 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 as country a phrase as I know. It yeah. feels like it's really country, but I love it. Yeah. So I think it's true. You know, you can't know what you don't know. So yeah. how are you going to magically discover something you never tried? And, uh like science is a really good, so if you're not a person of faith, science is one of the biggest reasons to believe that that statement is true and to try new things. It's because yeah. we're learning new things all the time. Yeah. Like we used to think the earth was flat. Then we found out it was round. And now some of us think it's flat again. Yeah. You know, so like <laughs> <clears throat> there's new data being presented all the time. And if science has taught us anything, it is that we as a race, like as a like species, miss it a lot. Yeah. Like we're wrong way more often than we're right. And so why would we want to live in a world where we are confident in our rightness? Yeah. Like we're wrong a lot, right. like individually, not just like on a like scientific, you know, like global scale. Interpersonally, we're wrong a lot. There are so many things that you thought were going to play out a certain way they didn't. So to have the confidence to ever be able to be sure you're not going to like something without ever trying it is like, yeah. I mean, you might be right, but there is a chance that you're wrong. And it could be one of the coolest things in the world. Like, it's changed our student ministry. Mm -hmm. Like, 100%, the most important thing we do every Wednesday night is not my sermon, and it is not the worship team. It's the tribe. Yeah, It is the central piece that makes us work. It's what makes Switch special. It's the reason it grows. It's the reason kids love it. It's the reason students get their lives changed. And I almost didn't have that. Yeah. Like, if Jared wasn't so, like, if, if Jared wasn't just stubborn enough to push me into it, we'd have never done it. Yeah. And I would have missed out on the thing that has changed everything. Yeah. And, like, it's I have just enough of those moments in my life that I don't ever want to do it again. So will I possibly? Yeah. But I hope to any time I hear it, any time I hear myself say, nah, I don't like that. And the second I realize I haven't tried it, I hope the very next thing I do is ask, wait, why? Yeah. You know, is there a reason to not like that? Should I not try that? What's the loss? Mm. You know, what's not to be gained? Da 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 da. And so, uh, you can't know what you don't know is yeah. a really weirdly central thought to me as an individual. Yeah, I, I want to know. Yeah. I I don't I don't want to just assume. I want to try my best to figure it out. And I think the reason we don't do that is just because you know it's safer to not try things. Yeah, it is. Even if what you have isn't good, and that's to go back to your motivation conversation. I think a lot of times. The reason some of us don't get out of motivation, or excuse me, one of the reasons a lot of us don't 
get motivated again or don't find it is because we know what it's like to not be motivated. We know that. Yeah. Like we know that world. We know that environment. That's comfortable. It's not comfortable in the sense that like we love life, but it's comfortable in the sense I know these rules. Yeah. I know what it's like to live like this. My dad wasn't motivated. My mom wasn't motivated. My grandma wasn't motivated. You might be three, four, five generations deep on really unmotivated people. So all you've ever seen is a lack of motivation. So to try something new, to to fight to be motivated, to, to go do something you love seems like that's not what real people do. That's only yeah. in sitcoms. Right, yeah. People don't get to love what they do. Yeah. Bull crap. People absolutely can do what they love. Yeah. And I had to fight hard to get to where I'm at. And it was worth the fight. And you have all of the capacity necessary to build a life in which you love and enjoy. Yeah. It won't keep you from moments of pain, but I can promise you, you have the capacity, if you're listening today, to do something you love, to build that life that gives you life and gives a life to the people around you. Yeah. And it's worth fighting. Yeah. And just because something's comfortable doesn't make it right. Right. Yeah, I think this is a good spot to end this thing, man. I yeah. appreciate you uh, talking with me today. And if y'all are out there, go try something new this week. Try something new. Yeah, just go experiment. Something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, like, again, don't do drugs. Right, don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, man. Love you, bro. Love you. <laughs>